Hey, besties. Welcome to the BFF Bookcast. We're your hosts, Teresa and Katie. Before we jump in, we just want to remind everyone that what we discuss are our own thoughts and opinions. Just remember, we are here to have a good time. And as always, please check trigger warnings before reading any books we will be discussing. And beware, we curse like the Bat Boys probably do during their annual snowball fight. Hey, Katie. Hey, Tay. What's going on? Oh, just <laughs> sitting in my kitchen recording a podcast with you. <laughs> I can't wait for Bear to start barking. Oh, uh, yes. I mean, maybe he'll just lay. Let's he's ignore, he's we'll supervising him. him. We're su- he's Supervisor Bear right now. He is. He's making sure that we stay on task on today because we're both very out of it. And it's raining and it's disgusting. It's been raining since when? Like Saturday? Literally since Saturday. We haven't seen sun and like no rain since Saturday. Ugh, and it's Tuesday. And I slept till 8 a.m. today, which is like very late for me. Same. Anyway. Here we are. <laughs> we're talking about the Kiss Curse. It is Book Club Wednesday. So yes. we're talking about the Kiss Curse, which um, by Aaron Sterling, who is probably better known for the X-Hex, which came out last October. September. So, okay. <laughs> came out last fall, better. the X-Hex, which followed Vivi and Reese. Great name. Um, oh, great great name. name. Also, like, a nice British boy. I love the X-Hex. Um, and we met Gwen in the X-Hex. We also met Wells. Wells is Reese's brother. Gwen is Vivi's cousin. Yes. They are both of the paranormal witch variety. They are. Very powerful witch families. They, like, date back. Like, yes. like the originals. So, Wells and Reese's family... Um, they were their magic was in charge of um like fueling, fueling the town. Thank you, fueling the town. Yeah. But a bunch of shit happened in the X-Hex, and now it's Gwen and Vivi's family that are in charge of fueling the town with the, the magic. Joneses. The Joneses. Um and anyway. Let's get, back, let's get into the actual. I'm like, keep talking about the X-Hex. I'm like, and then Reese was this. Uh, it's the name, but actually, um, no, seriously, read the X-Hex first if you haven't. Um, you don't have to. You don't but have like, to, but I but I would highly recommend doing it. Like, they obviously talk about, like, the, yes. is it the ley lines they call them? Like, yes. the ley lines or something like that? Like, with the, you, you kind of need to know. Right. You don't need to read the first one to have, like, any sort of understanding of the characters. Correct. Um, like, yeah, Reese and Vivi are obviously in it and they're mentioned, but, like, they don't. They're not, like, prominent characters. But in order to understand, I think, the family dynamic and, like, the rivalry between the families, you have to read the X-Hex I agree. first. Um, I assume that next year Bowen's book will... I'm hoping. And I'm dying to hear but, about like, our mystery man. I feel like in the X-Hex, we got a glimpse of, like, Gwen and well, Like, I feel like we knew what was yes. coming. I don't know anything unless it's like know nothing. Bowen and like one of the baby witches. Maybe, but like I'm only thinking that because he was like very impressed that like they were able to travel like he was a travel yeah. zone to get to his like place because even Wells couldn't. Yes. So clearly like they're very yeah. strong magical beings. And I, yeah. But like all we know about him is he's like secluded in the woods. Like And everyone calls him a werewolf because he's just like a big hairy man. But like I hope he, like I don't know. Like I don't know what I'm envisioning right now, but I'm like, can you not be I mean Reese and Wells are obviously very um, 
handsome gentleman. Yes. I assume that if Bowen shaves and like cuts his hair, he's he probably, probably a- my my assumption would be like maybe he grooms for the third book. I would say like, I feel like he shows up, no one knows who he is because he like doesn't have a beard anymore. Yeah, or like it's like clean, like yeah. like not clean shaven, but like trimmed. Like, like has man- a very well manicured, well manicured beard. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Wells is living in Wales, Wells in Wales. Um, Llewellyn in Wales. Yes, Llewellyn, kind of Wells in Wales. I shouldn't even say that because that's, that's a very Welsh name. I'll say so, it's very Welsh. But um, he's living over there. He is running the family pub, which is like, has no business, but it's tied to like the family's magic. So they always have to have somebody from the family there. Um, and he was in college with Gwen like 13 years prior yeah. in Graves Glen. And his uncle died. They had no one to man the pub. So Wells dropped out of college, moved back, and then it's just been like living a miserable existence. Basically, in rainy, in rainy Wales. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's basically just to appease his father. Yes. Which we find out in book one and two that he literally is like, I don't want to say daddy's pet, but he essentially is the one who yes. kind of like runs back to dad. He's for the oldest son, and I think he feels like a, fa- like a family responsibility. Yeah, like an to, obligation yeah. to serve. Um, and the relationship that he has with his father causes a lot of turmoil between him and his brothers because Reese absolutely despises his father. Yes. Um, but Wells, pretty much, he's had enough. Yes. He's had enough of Wells. And he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to go to Graves Glen. That was the last time that I felt any sort of joy. And I'm going to open up my own witchy shop there because the shop that Gwen and her family run is, to his standards, not authentic enough. Yes. And the witches in this town, it's like kept a secret, right? So they have a store and they sell basically just like fake cauldrons. Like mm-hmm. nothing is of, of real magic. Of real magic. Um, and all of the witches who go to the college, everything is a secret. None of the humans like know that there's magic mm-hmm. or that there's witches. Um, and he wants to open his own shop. Again, with no magical objects because they like can't sell them to humans, obviously. But he wants it to be a more authentic yeah, spell shop or witchy shop. Yes. Um, which obviously he gets there and he opens a shop right across the street from Gwen's. Right across the street. And so there's a little bit of a rivalry. Yes. And we <laughs> love a rivalry. We love it. So, I, wa- I mean, I don't want to call them enemies because they were never enemies. It was more like rivals to... Yeah. Like, I didn't really like you, nothing really yeah. against you, but like... Rivals to reluctant allies to lovers. Yes. The loves the lover aspects were were, it's were very good in this book. it's very cute. I I loved Reese from the first book. He's like more of my like type. He's like very like I think he's like funny and he's more like outgoing, outgoing kind of yeah. bubbly. Not like too bubbly, but like No no no. He's like he's like just like that cute, like almost like fratty kind of personality, yeah. like cinnamon roll golden retriever kind of boy. Yeah. Like that, like but Wells is like that like stoic. Yes. Like tall, dark, and like mysterious. Serious. But he's so funny. Like, he's very dry. Yes. His humor's so dry. Like, I was laughing and I was like, I, I'm reading it very sarcastic. Like, yeah. He's a very sarcastic kind of character. Yes. I and liked it. Gwen is like, is very bubbly and outgoing. But also like extremely headstrong. Yes. And like has no problem speaking her mind. No. And she's also, at the moment, the most powerful witch in Graves Glen. Yes. Um, her mother, who is like, I guess the head of their coven, is off doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Vivi and Reese finally take their honeymoon, so they're away. And so it's up to her to keep the town running. 
Dun, dun, dun. dun. And of course, you know, Samheim is coming up, aka Halloween, and they have a bunch of things going on in the town. And she has to, she's, you know, helping her baby witches with their magic. She's got a lot going on. Girlfriend's got a lot going on. And they do say right in the beginning also that when another like magical being or like is someone from another, like another witch enters. It's, you yeah, know, they say um, it's when, so the town used to be fueled by Wells and Reese's family. Like the Penhallows, yeah. The Penhallows, thank you. And it was recently taken over by the Joneses. And they say when there's like a transfer of power, there is more opportunity for like bad witches to, to like, like... It's like they like sense it. Yes. Like they come. And yes. they come. And they do come. And... I'm waiting for your... I'm waiting for your line. And then chaos ensues. <laughs> I was like, have I gotten... Th- that was a very in-depth Very in-depth <laughs> Do you even need to hear what we have to so say? So that is the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, we've said everything we have. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, yeah, no, chaos definitely ensued. Uh, from the minute that uh, Daddy Penhollow gave Reese, uh, not Reese, gave Wells that ring, I was like, something is up with yes. that ring. And it, because, because they kept mentioning it. Yes. Like, at first I was like, oh, okay, like, maybe his dad isn't bad and his dad's going to come, like, at some point and, like, help them and whatever. And then but she then they, comments on they it. They keep, yeah. the, like the ring kept getting mentioned. And I was like, this can only mean one, one thing. thing. And that Chaos. is we cannot <laughs> trust Daddy Penhollow. No. Because essentially what the ring is doing, we come to find out, is draining Gwen of her magic. So like she kind of like has these instances where all of a sudden like she can't use her magic. Um, I will say like, I wish they showed, like I know she's able to do magic easily. Like I wish we got like a little bit more... I don't want to keep, I'm going to keep saying the word magic, but I wish we saw more like spells or like, incant- like something. Cause like, I think she, in the, yeah. In the first book, I feel like there was more, more like what magic. Yeah. Well, because of the hex. Yeah. So like in the first book, they, you know, they hex Reese like years prior, right? Years And prior. then he comes back and like, it kind of like is like uh, chaos like, ensued, chaos like chaos actual ensued. chaos ensued. But there was more like actual spells and things like that happening in the first yeah. book. The kiss curse, I was like, oh, something's going to happen. There's a curse. Yes. And they kiss. Um, and while the ring is cursed and the amount of time that they're spending together is like pulling more magic from Gwen, mm-hmm. there was no actual curse on her or on Wells. Correct. And like, like the ring that was cursed, I guess. Yes. Um, and you think in the beginning that the first time they kiss is because of a love um potion but really it is not a love it potion. is not a love that was a good scene i liked that scene i like and i love when he's like i love when he spit it back at her like what it was and it was like essentially like something that should have went to like a um like an adult shop yes and it's so it's just like legit pink glitter or something it like was that. like yeah it was pink glitter i guess that should be used in during sexual relations that like like that you can eat Edible yeah. pink glitter. Edible, edible glitter. And they, they they assume it's a love potion because it falls out of a box onto them and they immediately start kissing. Yes. It was a great scene. It was. I also like, would love to go to his shop because like, he had like a fireplace, like cool chairs oh. and like teas. I can or... like picture Same. both of their shops yes. like so well in Same. my mind. And while I do think that like Gwen's like would be fun. I would want to be. I at would want to be at Wells. Yeah. yeah, I am so down for it. Um, like Gwen's to me is more like childish. Yeah, like fun, fun like yeah. souvenir Goofy. shopping. Yeah. yeah, 
not like where Wells, like you walk into his and you're like, this is cool. Yeah. Like I'm inside like a spell shop. Yes. That's also the vibe like I was getting. I'm a simp and I would be like, oh, do I want to go to the spell shop with the girl who's like dressed like um, a five-year-old? Because, okay, <laughs> this is what bothers, I'm going to say this and this bothers me about a lot of um, like contemporary romance rom com books that we read when the female main character is like this like quirky girl the authors like put them in like the most like horrific outfits yeah. like why do all why is she only ever wearing graphic tees that say like witch puns yeah i was cringing every time Same. like like oh like witch please like stop it right now this is a 33 year old woman Yes. I mean, like, and don't get me wrong, uh, we are 32, 33-year-old women, and I will wear a graphic tee. Oh, no. But there's not with, like, stupid puns on them. Right. No, there's a difference between wearing, like, a graphic tee that's, like, okay, like, I have, like, a bunch of, like, band t-shirts. yeah. Or a lot of bookish merch. Yes. I'm not going to lie, but a lot of the bookish merch we wear isn't very obviously it's su- bookish. It's very it's subtle. subtle. I'm not... Okay. <laughs> it's almost, like, older millennial, like... Oh, like, like, um, like keep calm and like read books like that or like those like tchotchkes that yes. you find like home goods. That is like the vibe of like the t-shirts that yes. she's wearing. And like she's our age and I'm like, no, no 33 year old woman in the right mind is walking around in which pun t-shirts. No. no offense if you are. Um, do you? Literally, do you? Because like, you might look at our outfits and be like, what the I was hell are you say, guys wearing? I'm, I'm but... literally sitting here in um, black sweats uh, with... My sweatpants tucked into my socks with my Crocs, <laughs> my furry Crocs, my furry cheetah Crocs in the corner. I have no right to, to judge anybody's. I also have like, I have like sense. no sense of style either. Like my sister, if she was on this podcast right now, she'd probably be ripping up to shreds because yeah. my sister's extreme like fashion over. But like, but you could, but put them in something basic then like a cute pair of jeans, yes. a plain top and like a, like a sweater or right. like like a like a jacket or something like anything that's just very basic. And one in one part of the book she's wearing black leggings, a black oversized sweater and black boots. And I was like, "Yes, yes amazing." This and is, then this she is goes and she's like, "Oh, she changes into a t a black t-shirt with like green writing on it that says like some witchy pun and then she puts on a like a lime green cardigan over yes. it." Yes. Why? And Wells even like throws the cardigan. He's like, that's the ugliest thing. Like he like throws it out of the truck. He's like, that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Like let these girls have something. Right. Like, uh, like she's beautiful. Like she's fun. She's quirky. She doesn't need to dress like a five-year-old. No. Like let her have, again, basics. Put her in staple pieces. Yes. Like I don't care. <laughs> that's my biggest gripe with these I mean, again, books. I have no fashion sense, but like I, I'm a very basic staple bitch. Yes. Like I am wearing like. It's it's all it's probably always black like a black always jeans black, black tee yeah. and like a like a like a jacket over top of it in the fall it's, it's with my just, Doc Martens it's the, it's the pun it's the punny t shirts that like every time and they were always described and I was like I wanted to be like Erin Miss Sterling just plain just give this plain girl some black fashion t-shirts. sense anything. plain black t shirts for the yes. next book whoever it is you can have they can have crazy color anything just I don't want to see any more gross puns on t shirts. That is not, like, you could be quirky and not have bad fashion. That is the end of my rant. End rant. And I don't even know how I got onto that topic, but th- she described, like, she describes Wells, like, she's like, oh, he's wearing a sweater vest. And I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. Witchy puns, no. Witchy puns, no. Anyway. Oh, I was, <laughs> like, the difference between the two, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, their fashion sense obviously completely different. Also, Wells speaks, like, very, like, proper, proper English. Yes. 
And I love that. And she just makes fun of him the entire time. But like every time he would say something super proper, like I would like get giddy about it. Like, yeah, I'd be like, oh my God. Like, why can't my husband speak proper English to me? <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like his accent and like everything he says, I was just like, yeah. I mean, a man with an accent just in general, I'm like, huh, I could just hear you speak all day. Please and thank you. Yes, and she even calls him like Esquire. Yeah, yeah, she makes fun of him. I do like their banter their with each other. so cute. It's really cute. Like they go back at each other. I love when you can like dish it and take it, which is and they're they're not mean or malicious about it. Like it's all like fun little jabs. Yeah. Um, I do love one thing that she says, because <clears throat> uh, she obviously holds grudges. Because like she's holding a grudge from her college days where he somehow um, like yeah I don't know if he like dismissed her or avoided her or made so, fun of her. She's in college. And they had, she was in like transfiguration and she had to turn a leaf like into something else. And she turns it into like a little dragon yeah. and it's like attacking the teacher and she's trying to turn it back into a leaf. She's like, I could like blow it up and just like kill it. But like, I'm trying to turn it now back into what it was. And he hears a commotion. He's like walking past the classroom here. He hears a commotion and he walks in and he just like blasts it and kills it. And she gets like very, she like gets very mad about this. She is holding a grudge 13 years yes. later and... Okay, well, I will say the quote and then we'll divulge. <laughs> Don't seek to question my grudge-holding ways, Reese. I'm a Taurus. And, like, it made me chuckle because, like... That's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't hold a grudge for, like... That bad, for like that strongly. Yes. But don't mark my words. Like there's times like I'll turn around to like my husband and I'll say something. He's like, when the fuck did that happen? I'm like, in fucking 2013, motherfucker. <laughs> it was May 13th, 2012 like, at 6.09 p.m. <laughs> I wrote it in my diary. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, no, that's kind of, uh-huh. <laughs> no, I mean, again, I'm not a grudge holder, but I, I like love though that, okay, so she held the grudge. They were obviously rivals. Um, she held it because two, he never showed up to his brother's wedding. Mm -hmm. Reese was like, I don't really care. I understand why he didn't come. Gwen was like, no, absolutely not. And I like that she like, didn't just like let him get away with it. Yeah. Like she spoke her mind about it. Like she needed at some point to like state her peace yes. before moving past Because it. there's nothing that I hate more than when somebody in a book is holding a grudge and the other person is like, I don't understand why you don't like me. Like there's just so much like miscommunication or just not communication. She's like right off the bat, like. Fuck I kind of feel like, and again, maybe this is just my personality, but I am someone, I will hold a grudge. Like if something pisses me off, like again, we'll choose Tom, for example, because like husband and wife, like always <laughs> just like picking, piss each other off. Yeah. Time. So like, if Tom does something to like piss marriage. me off, like, like he'll come home and like, if I'm still sizzling about it, like mark my words, the first thing out of my mouth, we're addressing what's probably, I always say to him too, like, we're not going to bed. Not that we ever like argue or fight per se, knock on wood, but like, I don't like going to bed with unsettled business. Yeah. Like I, I need to talk it out. I need to finish things out. Like we need to speak our minds. I can hear each other out. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I have to vocalize it. And I don't know if that's like a tourist thing too, but I'll, I'll like right out of the gate, like the door open, be like, so we got to talk. And he's like, oh, no. what the fuck? Gil, like Gil and I will like, I'll say everything I have to say and then I'll still stew with it. And then I'll go to sleep in the next morning. I'll be able to like have like an actual conversation. Cause if I'm really mad, like I cannot have a conversation. Yeah, no. I like have to like, well, like, I, and I am very good at like the silent treatment. Like if he really pisses me off, I like, that's the only time I can hold the grudge. Like I will wait 
I don't have. I don't you have to talk to you. Yeah, I don't have. I but don't, like see that would make me suffer. Yeah, no. Like me making him suffer would almost make me suffer. Oh no no no! I don't have to talk. Like I don't have to talk to you. I know. Like you can like roll over and go right to bed. And I'd be like, I would be that person like, oh, no. upstairs and the other person like, yo, you better fucking wake up. Fucking, <laughs> we gotta talk. And he'll be like, what's wrong? With I'm like, you you know what's wrong when you're <laughs> when you're ready to tell me what's wrong, then we'll speak. Don't act uh, like you don't know why I'm mad. And like it'll be three days later, and I'll be like, you. You're going to tell me what you did wrong now? Yeah. <laughs> if not, I'm going to go right back to you. <laughs> and I'm going to sleep just fine. And I'll, I'll sleep like a little baby. I will sleep. I will cuddle with my Winston. I ain't worried about it. Um, I always default to a Southern accent, like on this podcast. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Um, another part that I found really funny, though. Um, they were, so they were discussing. Okay. So... What's her name? Mo- Morgan? Monica. Who are we talking about? The evil, the evil bitch who comes into town. I thought it was... It's Morgan? Morgan? <clears throat> Again, horrible at names. This is why like, I should like take better notes. I almost want to say it's not Morgan, but I do feel like it's something with an M. And it's not. It's definitely not Monica. Uh, what other M? It's not Michelle. It's, oh, it's Morgan. Okay. Oh, okay. You're right. All right, Good so idea. they decide that they're going to work together to figure out what the fuck's up with this Morgan. Because mm-hmm. she just like kind of comes into town. She's got a whole bunch of weird shit in her attic. Um, so like, all right, like we're going to we're gonna figure this out. So she, they decide they're going to work together. And um, he says that he's amenable to this. And she says, one, never say that again. And maybe start practicing <laughs> phrases from the 21st century that, <laughs> like, that sounds good. Or something similar. Two, you stay on your side of the street and I stay on mine. I'll, oh, sorry, this is not about Morgan. This is about them, like, calling a truce. Anyway, he was, his response to the terms is, never the twain shall meet. Never the twain shall meet. Oh, Understood? my God. And she's like, you just you're not like you're not listening. Like he he starts like I think talk he starts talking like more proper English to like piss her off. Yes, and he knows how to get so funny. I, I almost like I don't I know he's not like nerdy or dorky or geeky, but I feel like when you again I mean like zero disrespect when I say this, but I feel like because he's speaking so proper, I almost get like the dorky like yes cute vibe and like totally fine. Um, but then all like, so I'm getting this vision of him, but I'm like, but I also like, it's almost like a Clark Kent. Like yes. he like has the glasses. He's definitely like, he's like extremely intelligent. And then he's just like this badass motherfucker. Yeah. But like, that's like the vibe I get from Wells. And I love what he also says, like when it hit, her eyes briefly meet his, her cheek dimple with a go fuck yourself smile. Yeah. Wells realizes he's never been more attracted to anyone in his life. Yeah. And it's like, yes. yes. Like, oh. Dang. And, like, he's, like, right off the bat attracted to her. Oh, uh, yeah. And, like, he's does, he does not care that she's mean to him. He's no. just, like, she's so beautiful. And, like, if anything, I feel like he's probably, like, she's talking to me, so, like, I'll yeah. let it ride. Yeah, no, like, literally. <laughs> like, okay, so they, I wanted to, I, I want to make a note of it. I don't know if I did. So, she remembers him from college. And his whole thing is that he was, like, I was a freaking twit. I think he calls himself, like, a twit. Yeah. Like, a million times. He probably should have called himself a twat. I feel like that's more British, but... That's but whatever. Either, that's that's neither here or there. But he's like, everybody who he went to college with who still lives in the town, he's like, I don't remember. Like, he like, doesn't remember who anybody is. He doesn't yeah. remember Gwen. He doesn't remember anybody from college. But he says, he's like, there was this girl. Like, she had this, like, crazy wild hair. He's like, I made a fool of myself in front of her. He doesn't realize that it's her. No. And, I don't and think she he, doesn't tell no. him that it's her. I think it's kind of cute how she, like, just lets it go. Yeah. It's I like, like weirdly wanted her to say something, but at the same time too, like I'm weirdly happy. That I wanted her to be like, "You dumbass!" Like you, like if that was, that was me, if that was me and the guy, because like this is, I think, like after they've been together, so like they've yeah. been together, they're having sex, and she like says something 
to I may I I may have it marked. Um I don't know, what whatever. So he like basically is like, yeah, like there was this girl, whatever. If that was me, I'd be like, you stupid motherfucker, that was me. Yeah. I also love that after back to like the potion moment. Yeah. So they make they're like heavily making out. Like very like yes. so into it. And they do and I think Wells was saying like you have to have some type of intention for the low potion to work. Like you Vivi can't tells Gwen that. that thank yeah. you, Vivi. It's like, it can't be like you and me sitting here, a love potion gets dumped on us. It's like, we're going to make out. It's like, no. Well, like, actually, we might. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you put Tom here in the middle of us. Well, then, then, I'm done, then I'm definitely. <laughs> um, but after the kiss, she says, surely a man named Llewellyn didn't kiss like this without some kind of magical intervention. So like, clearly she's like, so yeah. like, so like, Wrapped up in this big kiss. I yeah. can't believe that Llewellyn. I know. Honestly, the worst name in history. Yeah, but I feel like it almost like serves know, a it's, greater it's purpose. Perfect. And it's like, it's perfect for him. Because he gets like dirty. Yeah. Like his, his what he says like later on. Yeah. Like starting at 65% and then right back again at 66%. Like that man spews. I'll give you some examples. He says, <laughs> I love how all the way home before you start, all, I'm like looking at all my tabs and they're only when he like says things that I think are like funny and like very British. She's like, <laughs> I hate when you, I hate when you make me like you Esquire. I'll endeavor to be more unlikable in the future. And she's like, sentences like that help. Like oh, I just picture God. him like very like stoic and British, like and hanging she, onto like a whiskey. If you have ever, we've read Pride and Prejudice, but if the, the movie the one with Kira Knightley from like the early 2000s, which is like the best version of it. Like he is giving such Darcy vibes. Yes. And I think that's why I, like, I love him so much. Mr. Darcy. He's just so dry and like sarcastic. That you're almost sometimes like, is he being funny? And yeah. like most of the time, yes. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, on. like is he being like serious? Right. Like sometimes you have, like have to figure out like if you can read between the lines. Um, yeah, so he says, what I want. Um, well, so oh, his okay, voice low, yeah. you infuriating, his lips brush hers, the bear's hint of a kiss, mm-hmm. and Gwen shivered, completely terrifying. Another brush, <laughs> slightly firmer this time. <laughs> Bloody gorgeous madwoman is to watch you come. And then we immediately segue into, if that means you want me to fuck you, then I will. He went on, his thumb skating over her lower lip. A light touch, she felt everywhere, but I'm just as happy to touch you or taste you. Like, sweet baby Jesus, Llewellyn can talk. And then it goes, sorry, because I have There's more. If you want us to keep on every every item of clothing we're currently wearing and grind against my cock until you come, I'd enjoy nothing more. If you want to touch yourself while I watch, I will. And then, like, basically, then he goes, so that's what I want, uh, Guinevere Jones, you coming for me in whichever manner you choose. Sold. Okay, so do, do we move to Glen's Ridge? <laughs> Glen's Grave. Do, do we just just get rid of Gwen and then uh, sweep on in? Um, I also just love like the and I like, and I wanted to call you and if I want to call you mine, he's like, oh, he's just so great. He really is so cute. Um, I just, God. Okay, so they think they think that Morgan is up to no good, and then they confront her and. She's like, no, like, I just wanted to be your friend. I wanted you to, like, like me. I wanted, like, you know, I wanted to redeem myself because, like, I wasn't the greatest in mm-hmm. college. So, you know that Morgan, Morgan, Rosa, and one of, and somebody else, like, Harold, or whatever his <laughs> whatever name, is, name is. They're kicked out of college. Um, Gwen and Wells and the baby witches to say, like, get, have a plan, and they're going to sneak into, um, like, one of the teacher's rooms and get the old, um, like, student files. files of 
from Morgan to see like what she did. Apparently the file doesn't say anything. It's just basically like she was asked to leave. Um, so they think when Gwen's magic starts going on the fritz that <clears throat> Morgan is doing something to steal the magic from her because they find all that crazy shit up in Morgan's attic at Morgan's like housewarming party. Mm-hmm. Turns out at this time, they find out that Morgan is just using, uh, that she bought the house, all that stuff was already there, allegedly, and that she's using glamours for people to think that she's like this like fancy woman because she got kicked out of college so when she came back. Yeah, she has people, money, became successful. Yeah, she wants like people to think that like she made something of herself. Um, and then we find out that the ring is actually what is stealing mm-hmm. our girl Gwen's power. And Wells is like, I just don't think my dad would do that. He like, and I understand, like, you see the best in your parents. And he has a very different relationship than his brothers do with the dad. So he's like, my dad wouldn't do it. If anything, like, if it is the ring, like, then he didn't know about it. Yeah. He's like, but I got to go find out. So he leaves, confronts his dad. His dad's like, yeah. And now yeah, it's, motherfucker, and now so it's great that you're, And you now know. it's my magic because yeah. whoever, whoever, like, um, cursed it, like, cursed the object. So in this case, a ring. They're the ones who take the magic, and the only way that the witch apparently can get that magic back is by the person giving it back to them. Yeah. And he's like, fuck that, I'm not giving it back. He said he did it for the family. He's like, now we have all this power, and like, we're, we're going to get Graves Glen like, back under the Penhallow like, family coven, whatever. Um, and Wells, being a dumb boy, who's yeah, like, never been in a relationship, who's like, been like, secluded in Wales in a pub by himself for 13 years, um, is essentially like, I'm going to go and I'm going to try to solve this. But he never like calls Gwen. He's like, yo, babe, it was my dad. I'm real sorry about that. Going to meet up with Bowen to figure out a way to like yeah. fix this. Like I will be in touch, but he like lives in the middle of nowhere. So if you don't hear from me, like no biggie. Yeah. Um, nope. He just drops all the face of this earth. But I like that Gwen like knows that this is probably what happened. She's like, I know that he's probably trying to fix this. And like, like she's not I worried annoyed? about it. Like, am I annoyed? Yes. yes. But like. She had a big girl moment. Like yes. this is what he's probably she doing. She was very like her thought. Her thought process was very mature, um, which I do appreciate. I really appreciate it because she could have like she could have been like you know he. Oh left. my god, he left me and I hate him and we're broken up. Yeah, no, like the minute he comes back and he's like apologizing, she's like, yeah, no, okay. I figured that's I what figured you're doing. That's what you're doing. I mean, like, I do like you the baby, which is what. A locate and they're like, you motherfucker, what are you well, doing? Right. So Even while, Bones, while like, Dude, yeah. what are you doing? While yeah. he's gone. Bowen is really funny because Bowen is like, between you and Reese, you both are so fucking stupid. Yes. Like, so I'm that's like, why I really can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so while Wells is gone trying to figure out how to reverse the curse, Morgan and her little clan of dark witches abduct Gwen. They're trying to do dark blood magic to steal her power so that they will be the ones who control the ley lines. Mm-hmm. Um, the baby witches figure this out. They use a traveling stone, somehow use that to track Bowen, which like Wells and Reese couldn't even do. Um, and they're like, to Wells, they're like, yo, Morgan's got her. We got to go. Especially Gwen, because she can't fight back. She doesn't have any power. So they get there. They're like basically about to kill her. And she's in her fight to not die. She somehow like gets her power back. Yeah. I think she was like saying like, oh, no one can take my power from me. Like, yeah. Like, I'm the controller. I mean, you, like, go, girl. I'd be, like, okay. I still think I still think that Daddy Penhallow has her magic. I think she was just able to regain her powers. Yes. Because she's so powerful and headstrong that, like, 
They don't explain. They don't it. explain it very well, which I do wonder if it will carry over a little I bit feel into like book three, to. and like somehow Bowen gets involved. But I still don't know who Bowen's gonna be with. One of the baby witches, I'm telling you, because I feel like he was so impressed. Maybe. It was a good book. It was really good. It was cute. Sir Percival. We didn't. I was actually gonna say I had a quote highlighted. How did we not talk about the talking cat? I mean, um, it was coming, of course. So I need a black cat that talks, and I'm not really a big cat person. I, I was cracking up though because the one thing I highlighted: Halloween, happy, happy Halloween, treats, treats, treats dick bag. <laughs> yeah. So Sir Percival calls Reese dick bag, which yeah. is so fucking it's funny. Fucking terrific. Like every time Reese is in the room, is a dick bag, and it's mostly. It's because Gwen calls him dickbag. So, like, yeah. anything that Gwen, like, says... He's like, like a parrot. Yeah. Because, like, he starts calling Wes Esquire. Yes. And, like, Sir Percival, like, loves Wes. Wells. Wells. <laughs> it's like, who the hell is Who is Wes? Wells. Oh, my God. But he, like, loves Wells. Yes. Um, and I... And Wells finds him. Yeah. When okay. Sir Percival goes missing. When he went... That... I mean, I understand because it was, like... It brought them together. Yes. I thought that something... I thought they took him. I thought it was something with Morgan, with taking him. Um, I, I still, like, I mean, not, it's not a plot hole, I guess. It was literally just a device to get Wells and Gwen back together. But I was distraught because my, like, biggest fear in life is, like, somebody forgetting to close, like, my front door, my cat getting out. And him not being able to defend himself. I took out the trash before you got here. There's no physical way for him to get out without me noticing. Like, yeah. Obviously, like, the back door has a patio. Like, the front door locked behind me. I came back into the house. Bear wasn't on the couch. I went into the bedroom. He was on the bed. So, of course, I start to panic. I'm like, did he somehow sneak out behind me? Which, is, like, is virtually impossible. It's like it was a big black lab. He was just on the back deck. Yeah. But I had a panic attack. And wait, like, I, if I can't find Winston and I'm like calling it's him, it's harder for a cat. Yeah, though. yeah, because he I'm hides like, everywhere. Where the fuck is he? And he always finds a new spot, and all of a sudden he just like shows up. And also, my cat is like, he's a designer cat. He's not like a cat from uh, I I bought him. He's not the cat from the streets. Yeah, he's not <laughs> that like that boy. That motherfucker needs. He heat. was he was born into a home, and. From the day he was born, he was like manhandled. Yes. And now all I do is manhandle him. And he... He knows nothing else. He knows nothing he would besides... He would die the Yeah. Like, <laughs> he knows nothing besides being pampered. And he's also like the type of cat he is. Like, he would not stand a fucking chance. No. The cat... He has never scratched or bit any... Like, he just has not a fighting bone in his body. He is fluffy and he is a little bit overweight. And he just <laughs> wants to sleep all day. If he ever got out, my whole life would be ruined. Okay. So personal. That's where we're going with this. Um, we never even talked about, like, his declaration at the end. Wells' is like, love declaration oh God, when he's right. in, like, the robes and he has the hat. Okay, so they I'm were... I'm envisioning Dumbledore, but, like, that's so yeah. false. Well, they were, they were supposed to, like, dress up for um, one of the festivals mm-hmm. in town. But it was when he was trying to figure out how to reverse the curse... And it was the same day that she was abducted. So he's, like, trying to figure out a way um, to, like, make it up to her now that he's back. And, like, she's, like, kind of just, like, whatever. Um, But she, like, walks into his shop. And he's, like, standing there. And he's wearing, like, robes. Like, very nice robes. But then he has, then he's holding, like, a very costly witchy hat. Yes. 
Um, and she's like, you're wearing robes. And he's like, yes, I realized I missed the fall festival when we talked. Well, we joked, I suppose, about me wearing robes. And Reese said that a big gesture might be required. So I was going to come over to your store like this. The hat was, well, the hat was meant to be funny and slightly humiliating, which I assumed you'd enjoy as mocking me does seem to be one of your great joys in life. Not that I mind it. And oh, I also bought this. And then he reaches like to the counter behind him and he pulled out a very look, very familiar looking velvet bag. And Gwen felt her cheeks aching with the need to smile. So I was going to come over to you, uh, to your store in the robes and the mockable hat with the edible bath glitter. And after a groveling apology for my father being a monster for not believing that could be the case at first. And also for fucking the fuck off without letting you know I was coming back. The apology portion was going to make up a fair amount of time. I can assure you Then I was going to offer you the pixie licks and deliver a witty and devastating repost about how, while you might still be furious with me, if you ever need an excuse to kiss me again, I could provide such a thing. Except that when I got the robes on, I realized I looked a bit, I looked like a bit of a tit. And then it began to occur to me that a plan formulated when one has not slept in 24 hours and is running solely on tea and bone rattling relief of finding you alive and all that might not be the, the wisest of schemes. And then I began to think, I never listened to Reese in my life, so why was I taking his lead on this? One of the most important moments of my life as I try to win back the woman I love. And it was about three seconds after that epiphany that you walked in. And I just think it's so, like, he's just rambling. He's rambling. He's just, like, like rambling look at that page, on. almost. Like, yes. And she goes, you are a disaster. Like, not just in this moment, but maybe on a fundamental level. And he's like, I am. I had it well on a whole, I think. But, yes, Guinevere, I'm an absolute wreck of a man. <laughs> And, like, what a savage. Yeah. And she's like, and here I thought you were the responsible one. He's like, a sham, a cover-up of immense proportions. Like, he's just like, I am. <laughs> Whatever you need yes. me to be, I will be. Uh, but it's just, like, so funny. Like, he's just, he's always so put together. And, like, yeah. he's just, he cannot, he's like. He's so, ra like, rattled so, right there. Yes. And it's so cute. It is cute. Yeah. Like, it's, I feel like it's just, like, it's, like, a real heartfelt yeah. moment. Yeah. It was a good one. And then she's like, and then he's like, you can call me anything you like. And she's like, Wells, Esquire, that dickhead who works across the street. And she's like, I call you mine. Yeah. <laughs> anything and what if I want to call you mine I'll be that until I die it's just oh. so cute it's the perfect <laughs> throwing things out it was just like the perfect way to kick off October perfect, it was a cute little rom-com I'm saying it's a perfect witchy little rom-com there's like yes. a lot of I mean you would know we can actually go into like your witchy recommendations but the perfect there's a lot of witchy October books that are like spooky and dark like this one it's just fun and it's light it's like a cute little rom-com just like a little bit of a witchiness not, and it's not it. corny because I feel like no. there are some that are corny yes um no this one's so cute it's it was a cute little read and like again like with xx as well if you haven't read that like highly recommend the two of them I think I gave the xx like a four four star 4.25 and I think I gave a 4.25 to kiss curse also yeah it was a cute little read. If like you're looking for like again, if you're looking for like rom commy feel with some good little spicy scenes thrown in, great banter, a great October palate cleanser between yes. more spooky witchy. Books. There you go. And that's our stamp. We're gonna that is our stamp. Put it on the cover of the next one, Erin. I like it. <laughs> Actually, I'm like so upset because speaking of cute witchy rom coms, um, go hex yourself. I feel like. I feel like it had great potential and it flopped in the end for me. Um, so again, if you like that, great for you. If you I like didn't. flops. <laughs> um, again, like it started off really cute. Like yeah. I was blowing through. I think I still read it in a night. It's rated a three seven five on Goodreads. So again, like it's really not bad. Um, but I'm so upset because 
I'm really, I really, I'm just reading my review. I'm like, I obviously loved it. He's broody. Like the FM, the MMC is a little broody. He remind, he looks like the guy on the cover looks like um. Who's this guy that played Kylo Ren? Adam Driver. Yeah, he looks like him. Okay. So I mean, like I had a good time envisioning that. Um, I finished it in a day. Blah 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 blah. Which is like again, I don't finish books in a day. So like I see, like I liked it, but I just felt like it kind of missed its mark. But she has the second book coming out. What the hex? And it looks. Like, it's pretty good from, like, the arcs that have come out. Um, but it doesn't come out until freaking, like, the spring. Yeah, I feel like that's bad marketing. Yeah. I don't want to read the... I mean, if it's good, I'll read it whenever. But I'm not going to read, like, a Christmas book in, like, the I'll summer. I'll save all that it. for, yeah. like, yeah. Like, if Window Shopping by Tessa Bailey came out, like, in March or, like, April, I wouldn't read it. Like, I no, read it last year because it came out in, like, November, I think. Yeah. Um, like, A Merry Little Meet Cute just came out in September, and I bought it. I'm not reading it until November, until after Thanksgiving. Yeah, like, I won't start Christmas reading no. after Thanksgiving. Like, I think, like, a few months ahead of schedule is fine, because, yeah. like, you, you can kind of build up... Um, you can put your TBR list, you could buy it, you can right. sit on your shelf, well, like, something, As, like, there. an author, like, it's, like, a marketable thing, right? Like, if I am putting out a Christmas book and I put it out at the end of September and people start reading it, then it'll have hype by the time Christmas exactly. comes. But like to put out like a, like a Halloweeny April, April 4th, like there's April. I mean, I, I mean, I just associate witches with Halloween. It could like literally be a witchy book that that takes place in the spring. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but you know, they happen year round, but like, yeah, I yeah, mean, which is which is third year round kind of kind of group kind of kind of group. You know, they don't really go away. I will say, if you do want a completed series that has, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call it like super cute, but it's definitely like more fun, lighthearted. The FMC to me is just like a klutzy kind of like you know what it is like. A lot of these FMCs are written, um, especially like in these like higher like the fantasy books and more paranormal romance books mm -hmm. they're like super powerful or they don't know they're powerful but then they become all powerful like yeah this girl the, it's the bone witch series um it is a completed series like she's just kind of like a spaz like she doesn't really know what she wants in life like doesn't know where she's going doesn't really think of herself as like gaining this like official title of right a certain kind of witch to take over the family so I loved it. The audio versions are really great, but they're the last book I believe gets like super spicy. Okay. Um. So it is a little bit of some time, but there's tension build up the whole Love time. Love that. So like, imagine like over a couple books, like you're getting all this tension and like these almost moments, and you're like you're salivating for it. But I thought that was again. I wouldn't go as far as like a, a light. Like I think of the Kiss Curse and the Excess as like a sunshiny romancy yeah. rom com. Like, I hate like comparing. Like books and authors, but it'd basically be like reading a Tessa Bailey book. Like, yes, I always call them great. I mean, I love all of her stuff. They're great palate cleansers. Like when you're looking for something that's like just like light and fun. Yeah, and I mean hers are a lot more spicy than this, but like you know what I mean. Like it's a great just like rom com for the season. Perfect. And again, Bone Witch. Again, I don't remember it was four or five books. Um, I wouldn't compare it to like a Tessa Bailey. No. Because there's definitely a bit more involved, but it still has a lighthearted component to it. Like they're funny, you're giggling a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, like, a, it gives it's you dark feelings. with... It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not even dark. I would say it's like light gray. Okay. <laughs> so it's still like a fun ride. I would say it's like an Oreo. Like yeah. you get like a little cute, then a little bit of not cute, and then like some cute And again. I think it's because the FMC is just kind of like... All over the place. So basically someone that I can relate to. Same. That's why I liked it so much, I think. Yeah. So final. 
Thanks. <laughs> I um, Final rating, I think I rated this a 4.25 as well. Spice, like a 1.5? Like a 1.5. It's more like cute banter back and forth. There yeah. is some spice, but it's not... And like, it's written It's well. not a spice. It's not no. a spicy book. It's a book with some spice. Exactly. It is written really well. Um, so I'm excited for the next one to come out next year. Um, next week we have spilling the tea which we haven't had in a while because we substituted the spilling yeah, the tea for Akatar episode if you haven't listened to that she's, very she's much a little longer than the norm she's like two hours almost two you can hours. break it up you can yeah. break it up um but you needed the time otherwise i think people would be like it's an hour like what do you you can't talk and we only talked about the first three books like yeah so which i think was our intentions anyway yeah. but like we could have gone into silver flames there was it's, definitely a lot more yeah there's just too much to talk about in those way books. too much um, so spilling the tea next week. The following week is another book club pick, which is Daughter of the Drowned Empire. And at the end of the month, our last episode of the month is books one through three of Zodiac Academy. So Katie and I are doing our reread right now with the audio versions. And I Bordeaux. If you guys have never listened to anything by the Bordeaux, you guys are missing. I feel like out. we mention them on every single they podcast episode. They're so good. They bring every story. I just to life. started book two. And it's so good. Because book one is just Bridget because it's only Tori yeah. and Darcy POVs. Book two starts the boys POVs in the Zodiac Academy series. And that's when we get... J- Jake does an amazing job. Fangirl club over um, here. So not to go completely off topic, but we both listened to the Harlequin Crew series um, this past spring. And Bridget has like one... It just, um, just like one speaking role, um, obviously. And then there's four boys mm-hmm. and Jake does like a different, like he does all four of them so well. That's gives what he them, did for uh, yeah. Ruthless Faye also. And he that's is what I'm saying. Yes, like, incredible. Like that's why I'm so excited now that we're know, getting him. You know the voice that you're hearing, you're like Ryder. Yes. Like you, like you know who he's doing. Yes. It's, so, I'm, like, so I'm so excited to get into it like with the Zodiac because there's five different male he does ca- really voice good. that he needs to do. And Bridget has to do more. Um, in Zoe Academy because we eventually will get like um, Geraldine chapters. Yeah, I mean, even Darcy and Tori. She has I'll say to Darcy, yeah, and you bit, can yeah. tell the difference between yep. the Darcy and Tori. Um, Sophia, Sophia. We get Xavier chapters. Yep. Um, we get Lionel chapters. I can't wait to I'm hear really Lionel. Excited. Um, so like, there's just I, they they just do a, such a great job of bringing life to the characters and creating personalities for them that you can like differentiate yes. who they are. They're beyond talented. Yes. So I'm very excited for... I love you. I'm very, <laughs> I I'm very excited for our ZA episode at the end of the month. Me too. It'll probably be a long one. It's And it's only... We have to stick to books just one through three because we yes. can go very off topic. No, we really will have to. What's nice about books one through three is they're very surface. Yes. And they all take place within like a couple of months. Yeah. So one through three is like the first three months that they're at school. Yes. It's like the first semester. And then afterwards we are going to do just books four and five. Yes. And then six, six and, and seven. seven. Yes. So it won't be like massive chunks. And this way they keep, we keep the episodes shorter also. Yes. Like, I mean, I can break up episodes too when I listen to other podcasts, but like sometimes you want to. Yeah. It's like, all right, like my intentions. Also now. it's, we wanted to do them one so that we have a refresher going into yes. the final book uh, that comes out December 11th. And if you don't have time to reread them then or listen to them, you can listen to the podcast as a refresher on the, on the story. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> and on that note, and on that note, goodbye. what's the opposite of one that they're ready? Oh, uh, goodbye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. 
Be sure to subscribe to receive notifications anytime a new episode drops. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at thebff.bookclub. If you have any comments, questions, book recommendations, or books you want us to talk about in future episodes, please send us an email at thebff.bookclub1 at gmail.com. We appreciate your support. See you, fuckers. Bye.